Hey, every Wednesday, we get to talk football with uh, Mark Schlereth from NFL on Fox 104.3 The Fan. That happens right now. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. We're uh, we're still uh, you know basking in the glow of Kyler Murray's two point conversion prowess. The uh, Cardinals stealing a, a victory in Las Vegas, but we've got no clue, Mark, on what we have in a football team here in town um, because they played basically six and a half horrible quarters of football and then snatched a victory from the jaws of defeat. Do you, do you have any idea of what the the Cardinals actually are yet? Uh, no. And, you know, I went back through that game, interestingly enough. And, you know, there's an old saying that more games are lost than won. And I don't know what it is about Bill Belichick's assistants when they leave to become head coaches, (laughs) forget every lesson they've ever learned. Like, like I'm watching that game. And with 1230 left in the fourth quarter, they get the ball back. Uh, The Raiders, they, they stop Arizona on a fourth down and one mm-hmm. in like on the goal line at, at like an eight ten yard line whatever it is, and so they stop them there right with it was twelve thirty one left on the clock and it's a twenty three seven game, and then they run nine seconds off the clock in three straight incompletions and they punt nine seconds and I'm thinking to myself how can you be that dumb yeah, it was. Like, I mean, in in all like you give them an opportunity, but thank goodness they did because now you guys are one on one instead of zero oh and two. But I, you know, you 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 leave the tutelage of the grand poobah of all things football, and it's like you forget every lesson you've ever learned. Yeah. I, I that part I don't understand. But I I tell you, and and I've said this to you guys before, the improvisational skills of Kyler Murray and what he's been able to accomplish, like in those situations. It's just mind-blowing. It, it really is. Now, that said, you can't win that way. No. Like, you can't win long-term playing off schedule the whole time, yeah. right? The, teams are not going to let you essentially do that, right? And maybe, you know, maybe Josh McDaniels needs a four-hour clause in his contract. Right? <laughs> uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh-huh. maybe, maybe Steve Kime can head, send the uh, contract language over to the Raiders and they can put that in his contract because <laughs> – Certainly, uh, certainly, he was a huge factor in them being able to come back and win that game, taking nothing away from Arizona because it's a it's a it's a remarkable comeback, no question about it. You're so right on everything you said, but just from a visual standpoint, somebody said that Kyler Murray looks like a toddler who just stole his parents' cell phone and was running away with it, and nobody can quite catch him. And and it 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 kind of it, it makes me chuckle because you just don't see that on a football field all that often. So let me ask you this: that certainly cannot be sustainable week to week to week to week. But in that second half, I don't know whether it was the Raiders who powered down at halftime thinking the game was in their back pocket, or whether the Cardinals' offensive line finally found something. You, uh, being a great offensive line and, uh, lineman and being a part of great offensive lines, did you see anything from this current Cardinal offensive line in that second half that might be sustainable, that might make this path a little smoother going forward? Well, there's always, you know, there's always um, confidence, right? When you build confidence, when you when you have some of those things that go in your favor. The other part is, you know, the Raiders essentially quit blitzing. Uh, like in the first half, I think they were at a 40% clip of bringing pressure, and then they backed out of it in the second half to like a 15% clip. So, you know, and I, and I understand kind of the philosophy is, hey, we got a big lead now. The only thing that can hurt us is big plays. So let's just keep everything in front of us, rally up, make tackles, and do those things. But, uh, you know, against Kyler Murray and his ability to scramble around and do some of those, I, I think that's probably 
you know, hindsight being 2020, it's probably the wrong, you know, tact- tactic to, to take or to implement. But anytime that you have a win like that, anytime that you do some things a little bit better, that's always a confidence builder for you. And you can learn, you know, on both sides of that film, you can look at the tape in the first half and say, hey, here's what we did wrong. Here's what's correctable. And here's some of the things we did really well. And not only do you learn from as a player, but you learn from a coach like, hey, man, I can't put my guys in this position because this is they're not here yet. Mm -hmm. But these are the things we can take advantage of. So I think some of that stuff is always uh, a great confidence builder, a confidence builder uh, for players in general. Marsh Lareth, our weekly NFL guest, to talk football here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Uh, you, you know, your points on, on Josh McDaniels are valid. Uh, you know, First year coach in an AFC West team, uh, and he's under fire already. And that's the same thing that's going on in Denver. The, the, the records are different. The Broncos got a win, but to hear the crowd at the Broncos game counting down the play clock because they, uh, the delay of game penalties, the weird play calls, can you remember a, a stranger two-week uh, beginning to a coaching tenure ever no and, and you know and he didn't do himself any favors he really didn't because you know everybody was concerned because the broncos didn't play any of their starters in the preseason and you know and and people were concerned and they asked him questions about not playing guys and are you concerned about not calling plays with russell wilson and very like very matter of fact of factly you could some would say arrogantly he said hey man this ain't my first rodeo i've been here before i've called plays um, well, the operation has just been absolutely atrocious. And let me just tell you what happens to you as an offense when all of a sudden, like, the play, the play clock is running down, right? Mm-hmm. And you get a play in late. You get a play in late, it speeds up the whole, the whole process, right? And so all of a sudden, you're not walking up the line of scrimmage taking in information. Uh, you know, you're hustling up the line of scrimmage just to try to get the ball snapped. And so all of a sudden you're getting in a formation where you go, you know, you fly to a formation. So anytime you fly, you're going from one side to the other. You know, you're taking a three-by-one, making it a two-by-two. You're, you're coming out in solo with a tight end on each side, and you're, and you're flying to west, right? You fly to the, the ending ending position that you want to be in, and then you motion across the formation, right, or whatever the case may be. Well, half the time, you're doing that as an indicator. One, you're making them change strengths on defense. You're making the defense have to communicate. You're making all those guys play on their heels a little bit, move around. The other thing that you, you do when you get that is you get information about who's in man coverage. If they, you know, do they follow across or they just bump it? Is it man? Is it zone? You're, you're pulling all that information in. Well, when you get to play in late, half the time you're like, we can't fly right now. We can't do fly motion because we're late. So just line up in it. So now you're lining up in a static formation. Nobody's gaining any information. No, And, and so you're playing at a disadvantage instead of the quarterback going, oh, I just figured out what covers they're in. This is what I like the best. Like, I like my X receiver man-to-man with this guy. You, you don't have any of that, right? So you're, you're doing it as you snap the ball. Like, it, it is atrocious what has happened um, in the first two games. And I think part of that is probably, hey, the first game in Seattle, crowd noise, 12th man, you know, ha, 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 wow, what a tough position we put ourselves in. That won't happen again. And maybe you didn't address it. I don't know. But um, it's certainly, you know, it's certainly, and I think this happens with first-time play callers who are also head coaches. I, I think this game speeds up on you a little bit. And, you know, you're thinking about down-distance situation what the, instead, of, instead of just calling plays two and three plays ahead. And I think that's, I think it's sped up on Nathaniel Hackett, and I think it's been a uh, 
kind of a shocking revelation for him. How about that? Now the Broncos and Russell Wilson get the 49ers this week in the alarmingly handsome Jimmy Garoppolo. But I want to ask you about this. <laughs> the, the reports that Russell Wilson was gathering around the offense, encouraging them and telling them to commit to helping the defense, calling out runner pass. And it, it sounds like that high school hairy stuff that Russell Wilson does that, that makes guys, especially on the defense, just roll their eyes at him. In a town that that has been clinging to Russell Wilson, despite the fact that you've had an NHL champion, you had an MVP in Nikola Jokic, how is his act going over after these two games? Well, we've been without a quarterback for so long, so I think that uh, you know we're just happy to have one, right? <laughs> right. But certainly, like certainly, like the, you got to have you have to have a coach on your staff, especially when you have a young coaching staff like the Broncos have. You have to have a coach on your staff that basically calls a coach out and says, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. We're not doing it, right? <laughs> like, who's the guy on your on your staff? Like, when your plan is to line up and kick a 64-yarder at Lumen Field when the longest go <laughs> over there was 56 and you thought that was a good plan, who's the guy on your staff that goes, hey, dumbass, that ain't going to work? Like, who's that guy? And then who's the guy on your football team when Russell Wilson starts calling? Call out everybody. Call out runner pass. That like if he did that on the teams that I played on with our offensive line. Oh boy, well, get out of here, kid. Go <laughs> sit down. Like there is no way anybody would have participated in that kind of tomfoolery, <laughs> right? So, um, but listen, right now we're still we still have this. We've been six years in purgatory, right? We we're like we know what it's like to not have a quarterback. So. Like we're, he may be corny, but he's our corny, damn it! And uh, and and we're gonna we're gonna love him through it. So yeah, it's uh, it's a little ridiculous yeah. to, to say the least. Oh, Mark, great stuff as always. Enjoy the uh, football weekend, and we'll talk to you talk to you next Wednesday.